0: Sacred Space. So welcome back again to the second part of Sacred Space here in West Limit 102. My name is John Keely, still joined on the Skype line by Shane Ambrose and welcome into the Common Sea Studio here in Ada for the first time all the way from the Pastoral Centre in Limerick. Mm -hmm. Noreen Lynch, how are you? It's lovely to be here. It's lovely. Thank you for the invitation. You're welcome. It's lovely to have Noreen with us all the time because she lets us know Really good things, what's happening around the diocese and so on and so forth. And Noreen, there's something coming up within the next week or two.
1: There is. It's lovely to be here and to share the the good news about this. Um, I suppose we've all heard about this world meeting of families, Hmm. that next August there's a gathering, an international gathering. There's going to be hundreds of thousands of people traveling to Dublin to celebrate family, family life, the Christian family. And... um, what we're doing this year since September is preparing really, so that it isn't just an event that's happening, but that this is just going to be something that will, I suppose, nourish and resources, help us to think about family, help us to reflect on family. And so in October we had this launch in Limerick Diocese. We had a, a family fun day in Mary Immaculate College. There was oh, yeah. there was about 3,000 people at it, we wow. reckon. It was amazing, yeah, uh, great good. fun and laughter and people talked about how you know, as families often they don't get the chance just to just to be together yeah. with no money involved, mm-hmm. to be at Mass where there's like, everybody has children, so you're not minding just your own children yeah. but there's a sense of, so they talked about the joy of that. And and the next piece that's coming up now is that uh, as part of the preparation, there's been a beautiful icon painted. It's seven foot tall, a huge painting, which I'll tell you about in a sec. And it's travelling around Ireland as part of the preparation. So we had our launch in uh, October And now in December, this uh, icon is going to come to Limerick Diocese. And because it's so huge and so beautifully done and so unique, it just travels to three places in any diocese when it Mm. comes. In Mm. fact, in a number of dioceses, only to one or two. But we have it for nine days. It's coming to the cathedral for three days uh, in Limerick City. It's coming to St. Peter and Paul's in Kilmallock for three days. And then it's coming to Newcastle West, to the Church of the Immaculate Conception in Newcastle West for three days. And so I'll just say a tiny bit about the icon, maybe, because maybe mm, people please. don't know what an icon Ooh. is or haven't heard of it before. And maybe a little bit then about what's happening locally. Okay? OK. And all of this, we have a Facebook page called World Meeting of Families Limerick. And we have the diocesan website, limerickdiocese.org, all the information there. Or you can call the centre if you want to get that information on 061 400 uh, or, yeah. That you'll find us one of those ways but mm-hmm. anyway to get it so the icon uh, John is essentially that um, we, we've all seen beautiful holy pictures that are painted but our, our sense of an icon comes from the Eastern tradition and it's, it's a little bit more that somehow in the painting uh, of, of an icon we don't talk about it being painted we talk about it being written because it's as a prayer uh, people would gather would pray and would prayerfully create uh, an icon as something that not only pointed to god mm. but that in some way helped us to engage and connect with god so it was more than simply a, a holy painting an icon carries something within it that's that's far more and particularly in the eastern tradition it has huge depth and meaning so when we were talking about how would we uh, share with people the joy of this event coming up for family we thought wouldn't it be amazing if there was an icon painted of the holy family And if that travelled around the country and with it little petition boxes where people could place their prayers for their family, their prayers of thanksgiving, their prayers of of desire, their prayers of need. And that all of those prayers would be gathered up and brought then to the World Meeting of Families final mass, which please God, and we don't know yet for sure, but please God, Pope Francis will be celebrating Mm. for us in Dublin in August 2018. Um, and that, so in some way, all the prayers of families in the whole island of Ireland would somehow be gathered and brought together into this beautiful experience. And so the Redemptor sisters in Dublin, uh, together with uh, an icon uh, artist, came together and painted or wrote, I should say, wrote this beautiful icon. Um, and it, when you see it first, what you see are two angels. So it, it's like two closed doors. You look at this almost seven foot tall, strong piece of wood and there's two angels. And then, the doors are opened, and inside, what the angels have been protecting is revealed. In the centre, there's a beautiful image of the Holy Family of Mary, Jesus, and Joseph sitting at table, and you have lots of things on the table, and uh, the, from the from Passover meals and and that. And mm-hmm. there's when you come to see the icon, there's a page with lots of information, so you can you can read and find out what you're looking at. But on either side of the door that is now opened, there are two smaller images. On one side, we see Jairus's daughter the child who was sick, that Jesus says, my little child, I tell you, get up. And so that sense of capturing the times of sadness and challenge in our lives as families. And on the other side, we have the image of the wedding feast of Cana, capturing that moment of joy and celebration. And so the icon, when it's opened, really catches this sense of family in all of its good times and bad times. And what we're encouraging people to do is to come and to see the icon and to bring their prayers. And I suppose what I'd say is that, People might say, I don't know what an icon is or I haven't seen one before. Mm -hmm. And I'd say to you, well, it's Advent time and this is an opportunity to say, as a family, let's step out of the busy just for a moment. Step into the church and have a small prayer and invite our children to say, well, what would we pray for if we were praying for our family? What would we ask God for? I think it's a great opportunity for grandparents to bring along parents and children. I think it's a beautiful opportunity for parents to say to children, look, it's Advent, it's not just about buying things, it's a, it's about family. Let's take a minute as a family to say thanks be to God for all we have. Let's think of the families maybe that don't have a roof over their head this Christmas. Like Mary and Joseph were travelling and looking for shelter, let's take a moment to be grateful, to be thankful, to take care of others, to pray. Um, And so I'd be encouraging and Bishop Lee in in his statement he he released today that that he released during the week that will be in the papers today just was talking about um, the sense that aren't we blessed that family is at the heart of everything Mm -hmm. and aren't we blessed maybe during Advent to have the icon come and say actually we have a moment now to celebrate family life as we prepare for Christmas. So, will I tell you what's happening locally? Please, yeah. What it means in practice. Mm -hmm. We thought, if the icon was coming for nine days and we thought, it can can go to three places. So we said, let's choose some place in the city, some place in the west and some place in the south. So we chose Hmm. the Cathedral, Kilmallock and Newcastle West. And, uh, The icon is carried and put into place and it's set up. It's a really solid piece. It's a beautiful piece. Mm -hmm. And so we call this whole week, we're calling it the Festival of Families in Limerick. And that there'll be a three-day festival in St. Cathedral, three days Kilmallock, three days Newcastle West. So the cathedral begins on Monday evening, the 11th of December. That's this Monday coming. And it's there Monday evening, all day Tuesday and Wednesday until lunchtime. And... I just slipped through all the days mm-hmm. and I'll come back and, to them. Yeah, yeah. So in the cathedral, there will be things like there'll be a, a service for caring for the sick. St. Anthony's Novena is on Tuesday. So we're going to bring the whole St. Anthony and family and have reflections around that. We'll have events for schools. Um, we'll have morning prayer, adoration, all of that in the cathedral on the between the mon- next Monday and Wednesday.
0: So that's tomorrow tomorrow, tomorrow, Tuesday and Wednesday.
1: Exactly. Tomorrow okay. evening start the first Mass is at a quarter to six. That's the regular Mass in the Cathedral. Oh,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. And on the Tuesday, the ten o'clock mass will be with Bishop Leahy. I so that. there'll be nine o'clock adoration, quarter to ten morning prayer, and ten o'clock morning mass celebrated by Bishop Leahy. And that's the normal flow of the cathedral. Um and so it allows and then there'll be different things happening during the day. In Kilmaluk, then on Thursday evening again.
0: That's next Thursday, okay. That's next Thursday. Mm-hmm.
1: An evening mass, seven o'clock with Bishop Leahy. He's joining uh, joining the Kilmallock community. And they, they, of course, it's not just for Kilmallock or the cathedral. It's for all the parishes Mm-mm. in all the pastoral areas around that. So Thursday evening, the 14th, Friday all day and Saturday. And in on Friday evening, for instance, the Advent carol service is being celebrated. Mm. So we have this gorgeous, bright, golden, shiny, mm. uh, joyful icon, uh, which really fits that kind of Advent spirit of anticipation and welcome.
0: A beautiful place for the family to be, I'd say.
1: Yeah, and, service, and they're really making a point of saying we're going to have some hymns that all the family can sing in. You know, it's I a lovely, a lovely choir there in Kilmallock, so I'm really looking forward to that. And again, they're having, uh, during Friday, different um, liturgies for schools, primary and secondary, which everybody's welcome to. It's, you know, but the focus will be on young people. Mm-hmm. And on the Saturday, the, the next Saturday, the, the 16th at 11am, there'll be a service of caring for the sick. And at 6pm on Saturday evening, the closing mass so you can see that during Thursday, Friday, Saturday in Kilmallock. And then Sunday, we're coming to Newcastle West, yeah, the Church right. of the Immaculate right. Conception, which I think for a lot of your listeners, mm-hmm. that, that this, the West Limerick might be of interest. Yes. So what we're going to have is the icon will be here for 12 o'clock noon mass on Sunday next, Sunday, December 17th. Mm-hmm. And Bishop he will celebrate that mass. And that will be the welcome opening mass and the icon will be opened. So it will arrive, it'll be closed. You'll see the two angels and as part of the mass, we'll speak a little bit about what an icon is, about this icon. Bishop Leahy will open the icon. So there's a lovely sense of occasion about it. And then afterwards, people are invited to come forward with petitions. Then on Sunday afternoon, (coughs) excuse me, between two and four, it's a time of adoration and the Polish community have mass usually on Sunday afternoon here. There's a fine, strong community mm-hmm. here in, in, yes. in, in the West Limerick mm-hmm. around Newcastle. And they've said that they will actually, in Polish and in English, in the two languages, they will organise the adoration time. So that there's lots of prayer reflecting on family and the mass for the Polish community will be a little bit early, will be at four flowing from that. So there'll be a lovely sense of lots yeah, of families yeah. in the church. And then the, the normal 7.15 evening mass um, for Sunday will, will uh, be celebrated in the church with the children's choir. And so we'll involve children and family very much mm-hmm. in that celebration. So you can see what we're trying to do is not to add on top of what's already there, but yes. at the regular times that things happen in, in- the parish.
0: Include, yeah. Include. Hmm.
1: So that's Sunday. Next Sunday, you're very welcome. The, on the Monday, so that's Monday week, the 18th, at half ten, there's a school celebration in the morning. At three o'clock, caring for the sick. And at 7.30 a family liturgy. In terms of caring for the sick, we're hoping that with the church radio, those who are housebound, who are not Mm -hmm. able to attend, will be able to feel very much part of this festival of families. And we'd encourage you to be with those who can't be physically in the church, to call down and together with them pray or to bring along those uh, who might like to come to the church at three o'clock on Monday, the 18th. That's not this Monday, but next Monday Monday, to the church in Newcastle. Mm -hmm. And we purposely have said, Father Frank said to me today, we'll have the church warm and we'll have a service that's not too long so that those who are making a special effort to come in won't be tired by the experience, but that they'll be part of it. So you'll be very welcome. And the family liturgy on Monday evening has been designed here in the parish by members of the parish council and subgroups. They've been really working hard. To create something. It's not mass, it's a liturgy that will just be really creative and interesting. And I'm really looking forward to seeing that because it's going to be about celebrating family. And we'd love to have lots of generations, you know, grandparents, parents, children, uncles, aunts. What I'd say as well is this diocese is a family. So we're Mm. a family of families. Mm. You don't have to bring a relative to be part of the family that will be gathered in the church. Come yourself, be part of the family. Mm. And then, So that's Monday evening, the 18th, and then on Tuesday morning, the 19th, a simple morning mass, our regular 10 o'clock morning mass in Newcastle West, will be our closing ceremony and our saying goodbye to the icon as it travels on to another diocese. So I suppose I'd really encourage you to think about coming along to look at your diary and say, how can I find out about it? We've sent posters to all the parishes. They should be up and they have all of this timetable in it. And as I say, you can go to our Facebook page or you can call us in the centre or anything if you want any of those details.
0: Very comprehensive, No, nor- <laughs> um, I just noted down something there and I'm sure listeners would be very interested in this one. You mentioned petitions. Yes. How does that work?
1: Yes. Um, every diocese, when we uh, launched nationally, there was a launch last August in Knock Shrine of mm. the, the, all the preparation for the World Meeting of Families. So every diocese was given a petition box with their diocese name, Carved on it, which okay. was very interesting. Mm-hmm. So we came home with the petition box, and the idea was that when the icon would come to visit, that this petition box would come and would be there with uh, the with the icon, mm-hmm. and that families would be able to say, I'd like to write a petition, much like you do at a novena, a prayer, right. a thought, put it in, and that we would take those petitions, we would bring them to uh, the poor players or a different order, and then uh, Excuse me, all the petitions would then be brought. They're all going to be brought to the final mass. Right, and, and all brought next to the, August the prayers of everybody from all, all across Ireland. Oh, wow, There's going to be hundreds of thousands of petitions.
0: Wow. They're all going to be brought. beautiful idea.
1: Well, now, Bishop Lee, he stretched it even further because he's a great <laughs> man for stretching an idea and for expanding and for joyfully creating more opportunity. <laughs> yeah. He said, oh, that petition box will have to go to every parish because everyone should have the opportunity to put in a petition, not just those who can Mm-mm, get to yes, the Yes, yes, yes. And so Father Sean Herman has done an amazing job He has arranged it for across the whole year that every parish at some part of their weekend masses will have the petition box and add petitions. And so far, even petitions collected so far, he's brought out to the poor Clare Sisters in Ennis that they might begin to pray. And they've said, we're holding all of your prayers together with ours. All those who've asked for prayers are already being prayed for. And we will continue that and that then we will take the physical petitions and bring them to the final Mass, but that the sisters will continue to pray for the families of Limerick, which I think is a great gift.
0: I think it's fantastic. Shane, <laughs> I'm not too sure, do you remember, Shane, or did you even get an opportunity of uh, witnesses when um, this icon, when it was launched in Knock early on during the year?
2: Uh, yeah, I remember I remember watching it. It was uh, anointed and, and blessed by Archbishop Dermot Martin. And of course, um, I have a I have a particular um, thing, I suppose you could say, for icons and mm-hmm. iconography. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think myself, I I, I I I'm not sure if I'm gonna to get to see the icon, but it's it it looks the the, the pictures of it look absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And actually it was one thing which Noreen said, I it's it's you don't actually get the fact that it is seven foot tall. It is, it's a beautiful piece of religious, devotional, inspirational uh, iconography. There's no other way to describe it because, as Noreen said at the top of the program, an icon isn't just a painting. It is a way of encountering the divine. And particularly in the Eastern churches, uh, it is very much key, a keystone to their faith and the celebration of their liturgies. It is very much a keystone to the design and structure of... Of uh, their their churches and their religious life when they're celebrating their liturgies, and um, it's 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 amazing actually actually to watch, and the icon it's a, it, it's beautiful and I definitely would say to people you know this this is. It's, it's, it, this is not something which is, you know, it's, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to participate. Mm-hmm. And as Noreen said, to remind ourselves that we are a family of families in the diocese and to come out and get involved. And it's a great opportunity, of course, because it is the preparation to Christmas, which for many people is um, a family occasion. But I suppose what we would say as well is just, you know, just be conscious of those that may not be feel they are part of family. Mm-hmm. You know, there might be elderly people that might not be able to get out. You know, the ceremonies are during the days. Um, they might be able to attend rather than having to worry about the cold of an evening, whatever the case might be. Although, as Father Frank has said, he will have the church heat out in the castle, mm-hmm. um, you know. But it's the whole thing. It's just to reach out to those that may not be able to go but would like to go. Mm-hmm. Elderly people in particular definitely take children along because one of the things I, I have seen myself over the years is if you introduce children to iconography, icons in particular, they, sometimes children can get a better grasp of an icon than an adult can because mm-hmm. they still have that imagination and that um, freedom, you know, to be able to see it, yeah. you know, and it's like... Um, Icons, they're just, you know, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. And I would definitely say to people to try and get to it if they could.
1: Yeah. And I, I, the one thing I'd say, sorry, to, to add to that, because that's very well said, Shane, is that for a lot of people, Icon, the word Icon might mean nothing. Um, because they mightn't Mm. have encountered so that if your instinct is oh I I don't know that or I wouldn't be educated or I wouldn't have experienced an icon I would say this is your opportunity especially for your children Mm. to come and see something that you mightn't otherwise see so kind of view it almost as like there's something coming to town that we might never see again yeah. in this form. Mm. So, why would we not go and have a look? And when we're there, mm. why would we not say thanks be to God? Um, you know, that it's that mo- just almost not to be nervous of the fact that it's something different, but to view it as an opportunity, um, as a kind of, because I know I chatted to a couple of families who went, Sure, we wouldn't know what an icon is. And I said, isn't that brilliant? Mm. You know it. everything. Yeah. You can Google everything. That's Look, yeah. you can come and see something you never saw before and most of your friends will never see. Come and see it and talk about it and feel that's, welcome. That's, and then the depth of it reveals itself then, you know. So. Yeah,
2: that, that's actually a very valid point. I we're, <coughs> we're, throwing the, we're throwing the term icon around me and people, I suppose, are, I don't know what that is. But I would, one thing I'd say to people, actually, if you want to think of what is an icon, how many people in their homes have a picture of Our Lady of Perpetual Help mm-hmm. mm-hmm. or our, our Lady of Perpetual Soccer? There's a great devotion in Limerick to Our Lady of Perpetual Help. And, the, and that is an icon. The mm-hmm. picture of Our Lady of mm-hmm. Perpetual Help, that is what's called an icon. Um, you know, so it's just to give you an idea of something like that. But like you said, Doreen, it's not something that people would be familiar with. It's, if, if you like, it's part of our Christian inheritance that we are not familiar with, mm-hmm. go out and explore it. It's you know, for, you know. I, 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 To be honest, if I, if if I could meet people, I, I, would say go and look. Icons are beautiful ways of 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 encountering a moment of grace, a moment of the divine. You know, don't you know? I you know. They and they're beautiful to be used as a source of prayer as well. Um, and it's just something different for people to consider.
0: Mm. Absolutely. Shane, Shane, thanks for that. Now, just before we go for a piece of music, Norlion, just quickly again, the last minutes or so, mm-hmm. um, just tell us about those times again, please. Starting off tomorrow oh, in yeah. St John's?
1: Starting tomorrow, the, the 11th of December, um, uh, in St John's at the quarter to six Mass in the evening. And it'll be there Monday evening, Tuesday and Wednesday until lunchtime Wednesday. Then on Thursday evening in Kilmallock with the Mass with Bishop Leahy again, Friday all day in Kamalik and Saturday all day in Kamalik right up to six o'clock closing Mass. And then on Sunday next, so this day week, December the 17th, 12 noon Mass with Bishop Lehi. There'll be adoration in the afternoon from two to four organised by the Polish community, followed by Mass. That'll be in English and Polish, the, yeah. the adoration. 7.15, um, the evening Mass with the Children's Choir, all welcome. And then Monday week, the 18th. Half ten school celebration, three o'clock caring for the sick, 7.30 a special family liturgy created in West Limerick for West Limerick. And on Tuesday the 19th, um, which is Tuesday week at 10 o'clock in the morning, Morning Mass you'd be heartily welcome. You'd also be welcoming those in-between times to come in mm-hmm. and have a moment because we will have a little prayer space just in front of the icon, petition box there. So somebody might say, I'll call in when I'm lighting a candle at the back of the church, I'll come up as well to the icon and maybe offer a prayer, leave a petition.
0: <sighs> Lovely. Thank you so much for that, Noreen. Now, you've got a piece of music that you decided you'd like us to play this morning? Oh yeah,
1: that's the Lord increase our faith, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I just was, was thinking about Advent music and to be honest, I was going, I don't have a lot. But then I thought, you know, what it's really about is slowing down and gently just noticing God who's at the heart of it all. So this is a lovely, from the Knockadoon Folk Literature Course, they were celebrating 25 years a few years back, created this um, CD of music and the first very first hymn on it I really like is Lord increase our faith, which might be a good prayer to have.
0: faith. With all our heart, may we always follow you. Teach us to pray. space.